Hey everyone, it is finally here. Welcome to the very first episode of Black and Cold. Yay! I am your host, Nichelle, and every week I will be bringing you different true crime stories of black men and women. I'm going to be discussing disappearances, mysterious deaths, heinous murders, and so much more. I also just want to put it out there that Black and Cold is not here to negate from anything that has happened to any other victims or anyone else. This is my journey. This is strictly for awareness. And this is just something that I decided to do for many of the overshadowed victims who look like me and who look like, you know, members of my family. So really quick, before I jump in, I just want to give a shout out. It's going to go to the graphic designer who handled our logo. Her name is Alexandra Oscar. I literally gave her my vision and she was able to bring it to light like that. She was very professional. She's fast. And as you can see, she is super talented. So shout out to you, Alexandra. And if you guys are ever in need of a dope graphic designer, she does have a Twitter. Her handle is at AllieOscarGFX. So that's at A-L-Y-O-S-C-A-R-G-F-X. The story I have for you today comes out of the state of North Carolina when one night a young, beautiful woman pursuing huge career goals just goes missing from her loved ones. Now, this case is pretty baffling, like, it leaves me stuck, and my listeners will definitely get more familiar with me as time goes on, but if you're even wondering why I decided to do this podcast, it's because, for one, I am hoping to shed light on many of the stories that do not get much media attention for obvious reasons, And also, if anyone knows me, they know I am a huge true crime fan, and I've been for a really long time, like, even before true crime has been a trend nowadays. So I know some of these cases off the top of my head, and I've probably solved many of these cases in my head, of course. But for my other true crime fans out there, if you know stories like Maura Murray, which is a huge case, or stories like Bryceless Bisa or Amy Lynn Bradley, those are all cases that have left me speechless, and I definitely consider this one a part of that list. So without further ado, I bring to you all the very first episode of Black and Cold. Let's talk about the vanishing of Tiara. Williams. It's been nine days since Tiara's family and friends say they last saw or heard from the team. She was still in our apartment complex when she was last seen. Um, she was walking through from one side of the apartment complex to the to the next. Her mom Danielle said on January seventh, Tiara mentioned that she was headed to a friend's house and that she'd be back in about an hour. Tiara hasn't been heard from since. I hope we find her. I hope we find her. The 
Kiara Williams was born on June 18, 1996. Her mom, Danielle, gave birth to another child, a son, three years later. Now, we don't know much information about Tiara's biological father. However, we do know that him and Tiara's mom, Danielle, separated pretty early on in Tiara's life. On Investigation Discovery show, Disappeared, there was an episode that actually featured Tiara's story, and it was titled The Vanishing Hour. And this premiered back in May of 2018, but Danielle basically says she became a single mother shortly after her son was born. Danielle and her family resided in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Tiara was known by everyone to love children and have like this natural motherly spirit. She looked after her younger brother all the time, and she was basically his right-hand man. Her grandmother Vanessa said in her interview on Disappeared that Tiara had goals and wanted to focus on young children as well as children with disabilities. Shortly before she graduated high school, Tiara decided to go live with her grandmother, Vanessa, at the Stony Brook Apartments off Webster Road, which is also in um, Greensboro. Vanessa says Tiara wanted to stay with her because, for one, she didn't want her grandmother living alone. And also, just from what I got from watching the Disappeared episode, it seems Tiara may have just wanted a little bit of independence from her mom, and I totally get that. Tiara graduated from Dudley High School in 2014, and after a year off from school, she decided it was time to go back. On the morning of January 7th, 2016, Tiara was getting prepared for a very exciting time in her life. She was finally going back to school and enrolling at Guildford Technical College to pursue her early childhood development path. She arrived there at 8 o'clock a.m. and began her enrollment process. That day, Tiara signed up for all of her classes, she handled everything she needed to at the financial aid office, and she also got her school ID. Later that evening, Tiara made a stop at her mother's house just to tell her about the exciting day that she had. Alongside her was her little brother and a neighbor who she was also dating at the time, Aaron. Danielle mentioned that she offered to take her daughter shopping the next day for both school supplies and books. She also said that Tiara took the Christmas tree down in her home that evening. Danielle stressed that her daughter was in such great spirits when she saw her. And she says Tiara was looking forward to her future and just seemed to be pretty much excited about going back to school. At about 8 o'clock p.m., Tiara, her little brother, and Aaron all headed to the Stony Brook Apartments to Tiara's grandmother's house. And remember, this is also where Tiara is now living as well, so I just want you guys to keep that in mind. Vanessa prepared Tiara's favorite meal, stew beef, and she also recalls her granddaughter being in a very good mood that evening. After everyone ate, they all decided to watch TV, and while Aaron and Tiara's younger brother were entertained by the TV, Vanessa remembers seeing her granddaughter sitting there with them, but she was texting. And Vanessa says the texting was very usual behavior for Tiara. I mean, both her and 
Tiara's mom said Tiara's phone was always attached to her hip. And I feel like that is typical 19-year-old young adult behavior in this day and age. So totally understandable. At about 8.30 p.m., Tiara told her boyfriend Aaron that she was going to go meet up with a friend named Travis for a little and that she'd be back within an hour. Aaron later tells Tiara's family that he didn't even know who Travis was, but he pretty much didn't think anything of it at the time. The trio then left her grandmother's home and went their separate ways. And while Tiara went to meet up with her friend Travis, her younger brother and Aaron went back to Aaron's home to continue their night and to play video games. So after an hour passed and there was still no sign of Tiara, Aaron decided to go back to her grandmother's house to wait for her there. And, you know, like I mentioned before, Aaron is a neighbor, so his apartment was also in Stony Brook. So I'm just assuming that this wasn't unusual and it wasn't far for him to go back and forth. He continued to send Tiara text messages throughout the night, but he was getting no response. By 7 o'clock a.m. on January 8th, the next morning, Aaron attended an appointment, and after returning home and still no word from his girlfriend, he decided to involve Tiara's grandmother, Vanessa. According to the disappeared episode, at about 10 o'clock a.m., Aaron spoke to Vanessa and asked her if she knew where her granddaughter was because Tiara did not come home. Vanessa, of course, decided to call herself, but she also got no response. Vanessa then decided to call Tiara's mom, Danielle, and call it a mother's intuition if you want, but when Danielle heard this information, she just knew this was not right. Danielle knew her daughter would just never not answer the phone and then the phone went straight to voicemail as well and this would indicate that it was off. Tiara's phone was rarely off according to Danielle and like I mentioned earlier her family supported the idea that it was always attached to her hip. Danielle even said in her interview quote Tiara's phone was her lifeline end quote. Back at her grandmother's home, Vanessa looked around Tiara's room and she also realized there was no way she was going somewhere with no intentions on coming back. Not only was she in great spirits, but she was looking forward to attending school soon. But on top of that, she left behind her purse, her phone charger, and the newly printed school ID that she just got the day before. And I mean, you know, these are all items to me that would indicate, you know, she was planning on coming back. As more hours go by and still left clueless, Danielle met with Tiara's boyfriend, Aaron, to get the full story. According to Danielle, Aaron told her that Tiara left to meet up with a friend named Travis and she said she'd be back within an hour. Now, this didn't sit well with Danielle because not only did Aaron not know who this mystery Travis was, but neither did she. She still holds a lot of questions to this day as to why Aaron, Tiara's boyfriend at the time, didn't go with her or at least question anything about this Travis dude. And I understand that 100%. I mean, for one, it was 830 at night. And like, don't get me wrong, but 
you know, if my boyfriend was telling me he was leaving the house to meet up with a woman friend and a woman friend that I didn't know at that, I definitely would have been asking mad questions. But um, Aaron later said he just trusted Tiara and he really didn't think anything of it. But sadly, him not asking more questions ended up being one of the biggest regrets he had. Before Danielle involved any law enforcement, she started her own investigation, and I love her for this. She tried to log on to her daughter's Facebook, and after a few attempts, she got in. She looked through Tiara's friends for a Travis, but unfortunately, she did not find one. So she began to then search Tiara's messages, and that's when she stumbled across something that stuck out to her. Danielle saw that her daughter was recently in contact with one of her ex-boyfriends, whose name has not been released for investigation purposes. As she was reading the messages, she even noticed that the two have seen each other as well. This made her wonder if this ex was the last person that Tiara went to go meet up with that night. And, you know, if Travis was just a cover-up name so that Aaron wouldn't feel some type of way. Either way, at this point, Danielle knew this became serious. Once 24 hours passed from the last time anyone has seen Tiara, Danielle had to make that dreaded phone call. At 8 o'clock p.m. on January 8, 2016, Danielle called the police to tell them her daughter was missing. She gave law enforcement all the key details as to why something was just not right. I mean, Tiara just enrolled in school, she left all of her personal belongings at home, and she was extremely close to her family. And Danielle was just like, listen, my daughter would just never run away. It's just not like her. And you got to think about it, especially with how close she is to like her younger brother. This is just not ideal. Danielle also provided the police with the information she saw on Tiara's Facebook in regards to the ex-boyfriend. Eventually, the Greensboro Police Department spoke with this ex-boyfriend and get this, he initially denied having any contact with Tiara. (laughs) I mean, like, come on, why would you do that? Okay, so if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, maybe I get it in the fact where it's like, you know, I don't want to talk to the police. And sadly, a lot of people in our communities fear the police. However, at this point, your ex-girlfriend is missing and you have to say what you can because that just looks mad sus if you don't. But anyway, he eventually came around and told the police everything that he knew. He even told them that he saw her the night that she went missing. Cops were able to determine that this ex-boyfriend was actually the last person to see Tiara. As this ex-boyfriend continued to cooperate, um, he even let the police search his phone as well as his vehicle. His last few text messages with Tiara corroborated his story and his vehicle was clean. There was no indication that anything was suspicious and there was no indication he had anything to do with her disappearance. Police began to heighten their investigation and Tiara's story was even mentioned on some local media stations. 
Unfortunately, the Stony Brook apartments where she was last seen and where she was living had no security cameras. There was not one piece of footage of Tiara's last movements. As law enforcement struggled with this investigation, Tiara's family still ran their own. And again, I love them for this. They searched creeks, bushes, put flyers up, and they basically tried to put her face out there as much as possible. Many community members even came together to help Tiara's family in their search. She was pictured on local billboards and everyone in Greensboro probably had a flyer of her at that point. Danielle was adamant on finding her daughter and she was so relentless. She even reached out to another one of Tiara's exes named Trey. From what I got out of their relationship, Tiara was crazy about Trey when they were together. But also, according to her mom, Danielle, Tiara always held on to friendships, even after relationships were over. So in this case, it wouldn't have been odd if the two were in contact with each other, even though they were broken up. However, after speaking with Trey personally, Danielle felt he was genuine and he didn't know where Tiara was. Trey was also very upset when he heard the news that she was missing. As Danielle was still being a super mom, running her own investigation, Tiara also had a super grandfather, Daryl. Daryl, who's a former bail bondsman, set up his own hotline for his family to receive tips or any information about Tiara. On the disappeared episode, Daryl recalled getting two potential tips about his granddaughter's whereabouts. The first tip he received was in High Point, which is about 17 miles from Greensboro. Someone called remembering seeing a woman who appeared to be Tiara walking down a street, but she was looking extremely disoriented. Shortly after that, another tip came in, but this tip was in Greensboro and it had the same exact description. Daryl thought maybe the two were related, obviously, and possibly his granddaughter was being drugged or maybe being held hostage. But as Daryl continued to investigate these tips, unfortunately, they were all dead ends. The police received a tip on their end, too, that Tiara's body was in a tractor trailer lot behind the Stony Brook apartments where she was last seen. But after doing an extensive search, law enforcement came up empty and found themselves back at square one. On February 6, 2016, six weeks after her disappearance, Trey, Tiara's ex-boyfriend who Danielle spoke to, was shot and killed near his apartment complex in Greensboro. Her grandfather, along with others, had the thought that possibly these two cases might have been connected, but it later came out that they were not. Law enforcement found no indication that his homicide had anything to do with her disappearance. Tiara's family still held out hope that their loved one would come back home safely. According to Danielle, she still cannot shake the ex-boyfriend who was the last person to see Tiara. And not for nothing, but I I can't really blame her for that idea. We obviously don't know that he had anything to do with her vanishing, but he was the last person to like 
physically see her. And I definitely would have more questions for him if I was in her shoes. In April of 2016, three months after Tiara vanished, her mom received a tip on the Find Tiara Facebook page. The tip came from an employee who worked at a Waffle House in Jessup, Georgia, 400 miles from Greensboro. The employee told Danielle that a woman who appeared to be Tiara was coming into the Waffle House frequently. She was always with a group of girls, but was the quiet one of the bunch. And the employee said that she pretty much stayed to herself while at the table. Of course, Tiara's grandfather, Daryl, a.k.a. I'm going to refer to him as the GOAT, he followed this lead and not only did he make the 400-mile drive, but he even camped out at the establishment for some days. Ironically, this mysterious girl stopped visiting as Daryl was looking, but employees mentioned to him that the woman possibly had to be staying at a nearby motel. So, of course, Daryl began that search as well. After visiting multiple motels, Daryl was finally in luck when one of the employees from one of the motels saw Tiara's picture and told Daryl what room she was staying in. Daryl notified the authorities immediately so they can do a search, but unfortunately, this woman was not Tiara. It was unfortunately just another false sighting. Daryl continued his search and even offered up to a $10,000 reward for anyone who knew where his granddaughter was. Police even circled back to Tiara's boyfriend at the time of her vanishing, Aaron. On the disappeared episode, Aaron actually did an interview, and he seemed pretty remorseful that he didn't ask more questions to Tiara that night. He even said he went through a really dark time after her disappearance because of the whole situation. He talked about the mental toll it took on him from depression to suicidal thoughts to anger, and it's really just so heartbreaking when you really think about it. Aaron seemed to be genuine to me. Um, This is just my opinion. I can definitely agree that it was not the wisest to not ask questions or be a little more concerned that night, but I only could imagine the guilt that he must feel every single day. Aaron even told the disappeared producers that he understood why TR's family looked at him sideways for a while. Six months go by and there is still no sign of Tiara until on June 13th, 2016, a relative spots a woman who resembles Tiara at the DMV in Greensboro. The woman recalls the two having a strange dialogue which gave her an extra confidence that this could be Tiara. According to the police, the relative called out Tiara's name and the woman turned around and said she is not Tiara, but then proceeded to ask this relative to pray for her. I really don't know what to make out of that conversation. It is just strange. That's all I can really say is just very strange. Now, the police followed up with this lead and they even pulled the video surveillance from the DMV that day. But after allowing Danielle to check the footage, she was able to confirm that that woman was not her daughter. Tips began to slow down for Tiara's family, but they are still not giving up hope. 
According to an article that I found on the ID Channel's website, the Greensboro Police Department determined that suspicious circumstances do exist and that foul play may be involved. Another recent article I found from the Millennial Mirror also confirmed the same and said that police do not believe Tiara just walked away from her life. It has been five years since Tiara Williams was last seen. She was 19 years old at the time of her disappearance. So this is the segment of the show where I'll go over my final thoughts, opinions, or maybe any theories that people may have circling around the particular case that I'm talking about. And as for this, I mean, this is a tough one. I said it to you guys in the beginning of this episode. This is just one of those cases where I am stuck. And I can clearly point out the obvious that we are all probably thinking, which is that Aaron should have definitely been more concerned about his girlfriend at the time. You know, I feel like your significant other leaves to go meet up with a friend, regardless of the sex, a friend that you don't know at that, it would have been wise to ask questions, like a lot of questions, but you got to think about it too. I don't know how old Aaron was at the time, but Tiara was 19. She was still really young. And if Aaron and her were around the same age, it is not unusual for young adults to not use their brains 100% all the time. And listen, I am not an expert, but at that age, I definitely made many silly decisions as well. We also don't know how long they were dating or, you know, really anything about the nature of their relationship. So that's just another thing I try to keep in mind. In regards to this ex-boyfriend, I do think Danielle, Tiara's mother, is onto something. I mean, like I said earlier, he was the last person to physically see Tiara, whether he had anything to do with it or not. As I mentioned, he definitely would be kind of like my focal point as well. There's just so many questions I have around her last movements. And it's like, we're always going to have them because for one, the Stony Brook Apartments had no cameras. And I hope they have cameras now, but that could have maybe answered some of these questions I'm going to assume we all have. Either way we look at it, Tiara had such a bright future ahead of her. She is still very young and she still has a whole life to look forward to. Just this past January was the five-year anniversary of Tiara's disappearance and I am just feeling for her family. I could only imagine the agony and the lack of closure that they are experiencing. And they've done everything and more that they possibly can do to find out where Tiara is. Her mom and her grandfather, like, they were on point. They followed up on so many leads, conducted their own investigation, and even one of the officers from the Greensboro Police Department on the disappeared episode gave the Williams family credit for their resilience. The work that they've done on their own alone is just so amazing, and I really hope one day Tiara can reunite with her loved ones safely. 
Tiara is 5 foot 5 and approximately 120 pounds. She was last seen wearing blue jeans, a pink shirt, a black jacket, and a royal blue knit cap. If you have any information on the disappearance of Tiara Williams, please call Greensboro Crime Stoppers at 336-373-1000. Thank you guys for tuning in to the very first episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Subscribe, rate, comment. Also, please follow us on Instagram at black underscore cold underscore podcast. And we will be back next week to bring you another story.